Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today we are on episode 589. I'm excited because we're closing in on 600. And when we get to 600, I'm going to start using video also. I'm going to record these as video and put the videos up on YouTube and may use them for some other things. So this is going to be fun. We're coming up on a big milestone. We're talking about the freedom equation and what it really takes to have personal freedom. And I'm not going to pretend that if you're sick and can't move or if you're in jail and are constrained in some way, that that feels as free as if you're not. And we're not going to argue or even talk about that. That's, That's a fact. If I'm tied to the floor or if I'm sick in a bed, that doesn't feel free. The truth is we're talking about something more um, nuanced than that, not just the physical freedom, but the freedom of what really matters, which is your heart and soul. I'm not downplaying the body at all, but we all know when we're quiet and we feel inside of ourselves that there's more to us than just the physical body. Our body can hurt and our mind can be excited and happy. Or our body can be just fine and our mind be lethargic and, you know, tired and whatever. So they're different things. And we're talking about the freedom in your spirit, your heart, to create in your mind with your attitude, your energy, your life, your love, anything you want. So learning is first is the name of today's episode. And this is all about how to create your ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. I had a really neat opportunity earlier today to be on a podcast, to be a guest on a podcast uh, from a gal who was talking about being getting unstuck. And the focus of her show is, first of all, an acknowledgement that we all feel stuck sometimes where we don't know what to do or we don't have the tools or the energy and we feel stuck. And that's a favorite word in the coaching universe. Are you stuck? Get unstuck. You know, all that saying, and you've heard that too. And her podcast premise was directed at all those people that feel stuck. And she wanted ideas, stories, tips, tricks, Uh, processes, actions, activities to get unstuck. And I love that opportunity because I'm not the only one by any stretch. I'm sure everyone has felt that way, but I've certainly had my share of stuckness. And I was stuck for a long time in a myth. And the myth I was stuck in was that I wasn't good enough, that I was not okay, that I was fundamentally flawed. That's not a true thing, but I was stuck in that belief. And it was not until I learned 
in my inmost parts that that wasn't true, that I was able to move forward. So I'm using the word learning instead of knowledge because I think there's a difference, and we'll talk a little bit about that today, and you can define them any way you want to. I'm defining learning as the, both the acquisition of information and the skill and ability to use it or allow it to affect you. And you have really learned something. So I can look at a book all day that teaches me how to add, but until I can get to the grocery store and know how to do that, I can't tell if the change that I've received is right. So that's real learning. When I've learned it to the point where it matters, I was just practicing something on the piano that I'm going to play in church service in a couple of weeks. And the learning, all the work that I've done and all that I know about music theory and everything else wouldn't do anything if I didn't take that learning and turn it into tactical movement or action. We're going to talk about that in a couple of episodes. Today, I want to finish for a sec about that stuckness thing because what she was looking for were ways to get unstuck. And this is part of learning. So what I've learned, here's a learning that I have that I put into action every single day. And the first step of getting and staying unstuck or getting unstuck if you've gotten bogged down in something is to make a firm decision. I'm done. I'm done staying here. I'm going to get up and walk out, walk over there or drive over there or mentally move. I'm, I'm going to go and be in a different place. Now that's a that's the first key step. So and and learning that I was given I gave them five uh, steps to getting unstuck to help them learn. Now here's and I don't want to talk all, t- all all the episode about being stuck, but I want to talk about the process of learning. So what is what can you know? What is knowable or learnable? And how do you know whether or not you know something or you've learned something? Like, that's, that's what I want to talk about. And then I want to talk a little bit about the difference between knowing something and truly learning the truth of something. So what can you know? Well, you can know that if I turn the switch, the light comes on, except if the power's out or the power's been turned off or if the light bulb's burned out or if the wiring's bad. So everything, we not everything, lots that we know is uh, contingent on other things being true. So if I sit down at my desk and I hit the button on my computer, I know it will turn on, except if it doesn't. And then, you know, something else is true. So it's only true if the set of assumptions behind it remain consistent. One of the things that is important is to understand what we're trying to know. So you can come to a greater and greater knowledge of things. It's difficult to know for sure when you're done learning. So I am on a perpetual journey forever of personal improvement. And that personal improvement is getting closer to the divine. That's the spiritual aspect. The personal improvement is to take care of my body well enough so that it serves me and continues to do so as long as I draw breath and I'm here. And I want to continue to learn about that and relationships. And you notice I'm using SPEM, which is my morning ritual, 
spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, I can know about emotions and relationships and how to repair and how to talk to people and how to be kind and how to, I can learn that. So I can know those skills. I can know a skill that's a mental skill, an emotional skill, a physical skill, or any other kind of skill. So I can learn those things. I can learn principles, ideas, formulas. I can acquire skills. I was just talking to my son earlier this morning and he's building a recording studio. Well, he's built some vocal booths for me and so he knows how to do that and he wanted to talk some more about soundproofing and what constitutes a you know good sound barrier so that the studio he's building will be functional for the person using it. So there's lots of things you can know. There's also a category of things. All those things are in, you know, like reading, writing, and arithmetic and skills and things that are demonstrable in our physical world. Well, there's also things you can know that are not physically demonstrable. Like, do you know that you love someone? If you love them, you know that. Can you know that you care about the outcome? Can you know that you're, you know, that you're willing to do a lot of work to create some outcome? Can you know that? Well, those are intangibles. The only way you know, you know those kinds of things two ways. One is how you feel. Like you feel motivated, committed, and a willingness to take certain actions. And feelings like, do you know if you love someone? Well, yeah, you do. How? I feel it. Well, then you see a demonstration also in what you do. So I defined love earlier in one of the episodes. I've used it over and over again as a choice. Love is an action. It's a choice to use your spiritual, physical, emotional, mental resources to serve someone to lift and bless their life in their best interest. So that's the demonstration of love. Well, one of the mistakes we make is we try to apply the learning methods of measurement and science to non-scientific things. Sometimes we make the mistake that of, of thinking or saying that the only things we can know are what we can see or measure. That's not true, and that's a mistake to go down that road. That means you can never know what you feel because you can't measure those things. It means you can never know love or commitment or choice because those things aren't measured. What you do with it can be seen often, not always, but often. So choosing to learn spiritual or energetic things have to be done you have to choose spiritual methods. The idea that you can't know God or that you can't know things that you can't see is not only not true, but it's really limiting. It limits you and me to a life that's missing half or more of the richness and texture that's available. My greatest knowing and my greatest joy and most exciting feelings and fulfillment and all the things we look for, purpose, prosperity, and joy, have come from those things that are hardest to know, that I can't measure. How do you measure joy? How do you prove that you're joyful? How do you prove love or creativity? You might see the output, but the feeling itself... You can't measure that. 
And the idea that we only know what we can see, touch, taste, you know, the, the drill is just not true. So rather than argue about that, if you're trying to create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, what I've learned is to lean into those intangibles. I've learned to lean into those feelings, those ephemeral things, those inside things, those spiritual things, those things that can only be known and discussed and felt in the realm of the heart. Lean into that stuff. That, to me, uh, represents the things that are most worth knowing. I'm going to say that again, slightly differently. The most important things that I have experienced myself and that I work on with clients that creates the most happiness and fulfillment for them are the squishy things. Emotional intelligence, kindness, listening, creativity, compassion, forgiveness, love. So those are things that are most important to learn. I wanted to visit for just a minute about the difference between knowing and learning. It's a distinction that I've just made for the purposes of our conversation. Knowing something is, I, I know a thing. If I learn it, then I believe, I'm using that to mean I have, I, I not only know it, but I'm applying it. I'm using it. That's a deep learning. It has become part of my soul. And so I use the word learning in a more expanded way so that you know as we're talking here. Now, if love and compassion are the most important learnings and those squishy things that are relationship-based and emotional, emotional intelligence-based and spiritually-based, if those are the most powerful and the most, those are the most important things to learn, then how do we go about learning those? Well, that's interesting because I just finished writing a book on forgiveness and the name of the book is Forgiveness, A Journey of Courage to a Place of Freedom and Power. I was talking to someone about forgiveness the other day, and we don't have anywhere that really teaches us very well about forgiveness. Now, there's some religious overtones and things connected with that, and I don't know about you, but my learning about what forgiveness really is and was was woefully inadequate. I had no idea what forgiveness meant, where it came from, how it worked what kind of freedom it provided, that learning was one of the most powerful liberators in my life. And yet forgiveness, by all accounts, is a squishy thing. And I now, at this point, have learned deep into every fiber of my being the meaning of love, compassion, and forgiveness, one human to another. One of my personal truth statements is, I am love. I am forgiveness. And I make those bold claims to remind myself, number one, that they're important. And that two, I've chosen to be a person that lives that every second of every day. So my only question is, okay, if I'm love, how does love act here? And learning that has been key to my development. It's been key to my happiness. And guess what? It's also been key to my purpose, my prosperity, including making business and making money and those things we normally associate with that word. And certainly it's been a key piece of joy. So as we look at what freedom is, which is the, the ability to choose and the existence of choice, I get to choose and there are, are 
alternatives, I am free to act for myself and not be acted upon in the ultimate and eternal sense. And the first step is learning, learning to recognize choice, learning to recognize things that are good, learning how to learn, learning how to learn physical things and spiritual things, not backing away or shying away from any kind of learning because all of it is required for true freedom and to create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet